3: A tough day for the Elias Pedersen haters, an even tougher day for the Frank Saravalli doesn't know anything because he lives in the States crew. A great day for Vancouver Canucks fans as Elias Pedersen signs on the dotted line for eight years at $11.6 million per year year. David Quadrelli alongside Irfan Gafar. It's an emergency edition of Canuck's conversation and is brought to you by the 2023 Toyota BZ4X. The BZ4X is Toyota's brand new all-electric SUV that is designed to go the distance for you and your family. The BZ4X is packed with Toyota's coolest tech, but it still has that trusty SUV feel you know and love. And even though it's electric, it's capable of effortlessly conquering any terrain. Whether it's rain, snow, mud, or your friends' questionable post-game recaps, the BZ4X will get you through it all. Our instant reaction to the Elias Petterson contract. We're gonna be carrying the press conference that's going live at 9:30 from Rogers Arena. We're gonna have that on this very live stream and on this podcast if you're listening on the podcast. But it's been a while since we've done an emergency episode. Harmon is in the air. Earth, thanks so much. You filled in all week for me. I'm officially <laughs> back today and you're joining me today. Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, your initial thoughts on the Elias Petterson contract.
0: Uh, good on both, our, both parties for getting it done. I think that's first and foremost um eight years they get it they basically get it completed i mean from a vancouver canucks perspective they're happy they got it under 12 million dollars we reported that earlier in the week that the canucks were hoping to keep it under 12 million they were able to do that 11.6 aav he's now the fifth highest player payest paid player in the national hockey league um And that's an elite bag for Elias Pedersen. He's an elite player, $47 million in signing bonus money. I tweeted it kind of as a joke, but welcome to the new NHL, because that's what is going to be happening for a lot of these guys with their contracts, especially the elite players. A lot of them want to get heavy signing bonus money, front-loaded contracts, things like that. Full no-move for Elias Pedersen. A very tidy piece of business. Um, Look, Frank reported, obviously, on Wednesday, Um, The Canucks were trending towards this direction of it getting done. I do know that contract talks did pick up early in the week, very early in the week. The Canucks were always hoping to try and get something done before the NHL trade deadline. He obviously was their biggest target and is their biggest target. And now we can all put every argument to rest. Elias Pedersen, you know, now will be here at least for eight more years. Eight more
3: years at a pretty favorable cap hit. You brought up William Nylander there. I look at that and say, look, William Nylander doesn't play the premium position of center. He doesn't put up as many points as Lewis Patterson. Lewis Patterson's going to be in the Selkie conversation for years. I'm not trying to bag on William Nylander. I'm just trying to illustrate that with where the cap is going and where it could go in three, four years, this is a pretty good value contract that the Canucks have signed here
0: well yeah and i mean look i think that the reports of you know 96 million so i think the canucks were willing to go 12. i think 12 was their number i don't think it was going to get towards 100 million dollars i think that's just a lot of money but uh, look eight years 11.6 aav you're right it is good value and I, and I think the most important thing that we need to talk about here is that the canucks now know where their cap is going to be when it comes to elias peterson they can plan for the nhl trade deadline which is less than a week away now you know, if they're looking at free agents that they possibly want to re-sign, um, you know, we we talk so much about them not going after a rental player again, if they do acquire someone, it's going to be someone that maybe they'll be looking to extend, or someone with some term, but, you know, this piece of business is out of the way, and now the focus for this team is to move forward. leah Pedersen obviously happy in Vancouver if he signed that contract, wants to be here, um, so yeah, I mean, it's a good news story all around, a 7 a.m., press release drop is something I didn't see coming but that means that they were working really hard at this to get this done. I, I'm pretty sure they worked well late into the night on Friday night early into Saturday morning and then they obviously announced the deal.
3: As I said earlier we are going to have the Elias Patterson press conference at 9 30 but ERF, I was in Bali all week as people of this show know. <laughs> uh, so I heard reports and I read reports that potentially the Canucks might be looking at a trade deadline piece that might go beyond just this season in terms of contract. It won't just be a rental. Do you think this increases their chances at all? Do you think they'll be active in that, in that regard on the trade market would trade deadlines coming up on Friday here?
0: Are you drawing up Andre Kuzmenko's new workout plan or what? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I was employing it. So I had a great time chilling. Absolutely. Uh, Look, I, I think that now you know i think knowing was half the battle and i think that for a certain part of this year a good portion of this year until basically this week the canucks really didn't know what direction elias peterson was leading so for them going about their business a week away or two weeks away from the deadline was a little bit difficult and I think now you look at it, you have this stability, you know exactly what Elias Peterson is going to be making now for the next eight years. You know where your cap is going to be probably for this player and obviously for your two centers now in JT Miller and Elias Peterson. So now it's time to build around, right? You obviously have the Brock Besser contract. We're going to have to talk about that well into next season as well. But you can go after targets, right? You can go after your, your, your big name guys if you're going to go big name hunting. You know, they, they, deal, they still will have some cap space that they need to move on from if they want to make a big, significant move. But we've always said that, you know, a dream target for the Vancouver Canucks as we head into this deadline and, and to solidify this team moving forward will be a top six winger. Now, whether they can make that work or not remains to be seen. However, if they can go acquire someone via a trade that has some term to bolster up their blue line or even a a depth forward that can play on the third or fourth line with some term now you have the flexibility to do this now that this contract is done
3: lots of listener feedback in the youtube live chat i wanted to read some comments here it's going to be one big anyone else segment today folks (laughs) uh nick p says great news 11.6 is a good deal mini me saying yawn yep it is early a couple good mornings in the chat uh, Jeremy Lee wondering how much cap space the Canucks have for next year and what it's going to look like when they go try and sign Philip Ronick, kind of what the Canucks cap picture is going to look like. I thought that might be something interesting to focus on a little bit here, Earth, as we wait for the press conference to go live in about 10 minutes time here. The cap picture for the Canucks, the biggest thing they had to get done was this contract. And now it makes the cap picture a lot more clear. Now, we could look at cap friendly and give out the number of how much space they have right now, but you have to consider the cap is going to go up. You've got Tyler Myers coming off the books. Right there, you're getting about $9 million that you're going to be able to spend. So obviously you have to up Philip Peronick. That's probably going to take about an extra three, four million from what he's currently at, right? Like we have Frank throwing out the uh the eight million, and he's very adamant that Philip Peronick's number is going to start with an eight. Is that this team's next piece of business to kind of get the clearest picture
0: possible yeah absolutely i mean there's some reports that teddy Bluger was a guy that they wanted to get done but if you're looking at big picture philip Ronick obviously is the name and i i agree with frank that number is going to start at eight you know alan walsh there's no secret there that he's going to walk into that boardroom and and throw that eight million dollars down pretty heavily on the table right in front of patrick Alvine and jim rutherford but I mean guys like that are going to get paid right and and i think that from philip ronick's point of view you know you you look at his body of work guys around him in similar situations get the bag right it's 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 all about that now you know agents are smarter now players are smarter they know the trajectory of where the cap is going they know that teams eventually will have some money to spend and why not go get your money right I, i think from the vancouver canucks point of view you know there was no way they were going over a certain amount with Elias Pedersen, they were able to get that work, get that done. And I think that for Philip Roenick's point of view, you look at where you're playing, right? And, and I think that, you know, you have the opportunity to play with a guy like Quinn Hughes for the most part. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're putting up good numbers and you have a top four role that is basically yours if you want it. Now, I know he's been playing on the bottom pair in the last little bit and they got to get that better, but you can bet in the playoffs things are going to be different and he's going to be eating up those big minutes. So all this comes into consideration i i do think that that you know probably is their next piece of of business that they want to take care of in-house once the trade deadline is over i think that that's the biggest thing right now after this is done your focus is the trade deadline your focus is right now if you're the team to win some hockey games in this next week but from a management point of view it's what can we acquire how can we acquire it and can we make our team better
3: to answer the question the original question of how much the canucks have in cap space it's a lot. The only defenseman they have signed for next year is Noah Juleson and Quinn Hughes. So there's going to be a yeah. lot of work to kind of re-sign some players, rebuild. Well, I don't even use the word rebuild, but to to build that blue line up for next year. A comment again that I read from Nick P here in the YouTube live chat. He said Miller and Pedersen for 19.6 compared to Nylander and Matthews for 24.75 is pretty decent. I alluded to it earlier really good value on this contract especially when you look at the comparables and and honestly like i'm just thinking about what the cap might look like in three four years this feels like a contract that looks good right now and is only going to look better as it ages
0: no 100 percent. and rob just said i saw in our, our our feed there that you know he wouldn't be mad at 12 and a half 11 points like a lot of people wouldn't have been mad at that i just think that people looked at elias peterson and said is he a hundred million dollar player i know harm and i talked about it you know uh a couple of days ago and we have all week you know is he worth that much money he probably is but the fact that the matter is that the canucks were able to get it done keep that aav under 12 million dollars i think that is huge for this team i think that's huge going forward i mean elias peterson obviously said you know v- vancouver's where he wants to stay just quotes coming out uh, he believes in where this team is going and i think that that's a pretty big thing when you have it from one of the leaders of your group. I know he's a, I know he's a quiet guy, keeps to himself a lot, but if he's a guy saying that he believes in this team, then there's obviously they're doing something right when it comes to, you know, from the, from the stability of the organization, from the top all the way down, whether that's ownership, management, obviously the coaching staff and his teammates.
3: A few people in the YouTube live chat pointing out that for the fourth time this season, I forgot that Carson Soucy exists. Yes, the Canucks still have Carson Soucy signed beyond this season. I was looking at the cap friendly page. And of course he's not on it because he's on LT I uh, Corey Anderson saying this is a masterclass from this management group. Let's look back at the series of events. Let's kind of lay out the timeline a bit here because a week ago today, the report from Elliot Friedman came out and we're still hours away from when it actually came out. It came out on hockey night in Canada, the report from Elliot Friedman that teams were calling the Canucks about Elias Pedersen. And obviously that set off an absolute frenzy in the market and really it seemed to bring Elias Patterson back to the negotiating table. At least that's what it seems like happened. And then obviously we see the report on Wednesday night from our own Frank Saravalli that the Canucks were progressing toward an eight-year extension. And here we are. Uh, the Canucks have signed Elias Pettersson to that eight-year extension. So within a week, it seems like negotiations started. They got finished. And here we are with Elias Pettersson signing this big contract.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, Elliot reporting on Saturday on Hockey Night in Canada that you know teams are calling and teams did the, the the Carolina Hurricanes did call the Vancouver Canucks and you know there 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 was talk of what a framework could look like. And then I think from the Vancouver Canucks' point of view, no matter what in these last in these these past week and, and the last two weeks before the deadline, they were always going to talk to Elias Petterson's camp. I think that's one thing that we that we need to make clear. The Canucks wanted to know what direction Elias Pettersson was thinking if he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to sign a contract, but you know, after the end of the season, or they wanted to get something done now. I think that that was the plan from the Vancouver Canucks management point all along was to figure out where he was at before the deadline so you can go about your business that way. Um, and then they started talking. I think that contract talks did start to intensify quite a bit very early in the week. Frank obviously reporting on Wednesday that it was leaning towards an eight year extension, and then they were able to hammer it out. And it took, you know, obviously Wednesday night, Thursday night. And late into Friday night before the Canucks and Patrick Alvin and Jim Rutherford were able to announce it on Saturday morning. And here we are sit today. And, you know, Elias Pedersen is a whole lot richer. Uh, The Vancouver Canucks uh, fan base is a whole lot happier. Uh, Elias Pedersen is going to make a lot of money for the foreseeable future. And you have some stability now. You know who your top two centers are for the Vancouver Canucks for a very, very long time. And I think now you go about doing the rest of your work to try and improve this hockey team.
3: Earth, uh, we've got a few few things to get to that I wanted to just kind of throw your way. The first being that look, we know stuff like this is a distraction for Elias Peterson. He kind of admitted as much early in the week. Rick Tockett, you know, divulged on some conversations he'd had with PD, where uh, Elias Peterson came to Rick Tockett and said, you know, as a former player, how do I get rid of this outside noise? And you know, he sought the advice of his head coach, and Rick Tockett gave it to him. And, and you know, I I asked Rick Tockett specifically what the advice he gave Pedersen was and he just said control what you can control so at least Patterson went and controlled how much money he's going to be making for the next eight years is what it seems but I guess my question for you Erf, is for a player how much does this if you're just a player on the connects how much of a distraction really do you think this was for the team to not have PD sign beyond this season?
0: Uh, I don't know if it was a distraction for other players because they're under contract right you have a guy like Elias Lindholm who just got here who in in his own mind needs to play for an extension whether that ever ever happens happens here in Vancouver or somewhere else and you have other guys that you know the guy like Dakota Joshua who's going to be playing for his own type of contract so everyone's worried about their own thing to be completely honest I think that once it became a quote-unquote distraction is in the last week or so, or maybe a little bit before that, when things started to come out and where Rick Talk had, had to be asked about it a lot. And, you know, where he had to say that, you know, Pedersen's human, you know, he he's going to think about it. This is a decision that isn't made lightly. This is a decision why it's to, it took this long to get done. When you look at, from Elias Pedersen's standpoint, the things that he had to look at. Number one, obviously, he knew how much he was going to get paid. I don't think the, fi- the the finances had anything to do with it. I think economically, he knew he was going to be taken care of for the rest of his life, regardless of what was going to happen. I think for him, it 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 it, it was the fit, right? It, it was it was the Vancouver Canucks. It was the organization. It's how much he believed in this team, how much he believed in the direction that they were going, and was he willing to be here? For the foreseeable future and obviously the answer is yes i mean you're gonna make a boatload of money and i think from other players perspective they look at it now and say this is over like this this saga and this everything that we heard about quietly and things like that this this is done now now it's time to focus on getting ready for the playoffs let the management do their thing for the next week and let's go because to be completely honest other than this Elias peterson contract stuff if we look at strictly hockey they haven't been playing well right? And Pederson's one of them. None of their stars have been playing well of late. So this is done. This is time to let your management do your thing now and focus on winning hockey games.
3: And folks, we're going to be doing our thing all week long, Monday through Friday, Friday, the NHL trade deadline. We're going to have lots of coverage of that. Uh, 2 PM live on the Canucks Army YouTube channel. we got a lot of people on the YouTube channel. We're going to have a lot of new podcast listeners as well. Folks, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and make sure you come check us out. Uh, we're going to go to the press conference now, live from Rogers Arena. Elias Patterson is about to meet with Assembled Media. Our own Jeff Patterson is in the media pool there, and he's going to be asking some questions for sure. Uh, let's throw to that, Grady. I think we have this up. Uh, let's throw to Elias Patterson, uh live from Rogers Arena. Okay, Gray said not yet. Wait in the chat. Um, <laughs> I had this from NAR that I wanted to read anyway, so this works out well. He said five years from now, PD's deal could be a crazy bargain. I can't get over just looking at what Nylander is going to make for the next eight years and how Pedersen is so like it's a hundred grand more per year, right? Like it's so close what they're going to be making, and obviously one of these players uh, is better than the other one. So um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm just looking at this, and I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to read all the comments. There's so many, but. We still have those people that are – yeah, go on. What do you have for?
0: No, I I was just going to say, like, you look at the contracts, right? It's Austin Matthews. It's Connor McDavid. It's Artemi Panarin. It's William Nylander. It's Elias Pettersson. Like, I I know that there's a lot of people that talk about Elias Pettersson not being amongst the elite in the National Hockey League. Um, Some people say that in some hockey circles around the league, maybe because they don't stay up late enough to watch the Canucks game, which is on them, and I definitely know that that is a case. For, for a lot of people that, you know, are out, are, are out east and things like that, but he's getting paid like an elite hockey player. So I think that we can put that bed to rest now as well. And he probably could have got more. Like the Canucks kept it under 12. They kept it under 12, but I bet you they, they were willing to go there. So that, that that's just my take on it, where, you know, he's getting paid like a top five guy top five guy now. And I think now the criticism is going to start to come even more because he's going to need to start performing like a top five guy as well.
3: We had people, you know, it was mostly the Facebook chat, but we had people throwing out, oh, Quinn Hughes, JT Miller, make way less than Petey. That's not okay. Come on, folks. Petey's on a bargain. Or excuse me, Hughes is on well, Petey's also on a bargain, but Hughes is on a bargain, and that's because they went long-term when they did.
1: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns, so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot.
3: We've got the press conference now. Let's go to it. Grady, uh pull this up. The live stream of Elias Pearsons press
2: conference. Uh start with you, Elias. Uh just your reaction to getting this deal done. Congratulations. Cool. And uh what this means for you going forward in terms of the short term and the long term being committed here in Vancouver.
4: Uh, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh this feels uh this is where I wanted to be. Um, I want to thank the first of all, thank the Colina family for for this, the
2: management, the teammates, for all they're done, and uh, yeah. How much has the performance of the team this year and how well you guys have played in the position you're in, how much did that inform your decision about wanting to commit here long-term and having a chance to win in Vancouver?
4: Yeah, I always wanted to play uh, for a good team, and I wanted to see uh, where this team was heading. And ever since uh, Jim and Patrick's been coming in, uh obviously get to know them and see the direction we're going in as a organization. And I liked everything we've seen so um so yeah.
5: Elias all year you've wanted to wait until the off season. Um why now? Um I always wanted
4: to stay here but uh, <laughs> yeah uh You don't give up your cards on negotiation, right? (laughs) No, but uh, I was an RFA at the end of the season, and I didn't feel the rush to sign. Uh, But then again, the more talks with Jim and Patrick, uh, seeing direction of the team. I always wanted to stay here, but just seeing the commitment from them and everything. Uh, uh, We wanted to get it done uh, before.
5: To go from where you you weren't addressing it
1: And where talks weren't necessarily active to a max term deal, um, what what changed
5: in your thinking over the course of this week?
4: I mean, the the talk was always the talk. The the thought was always to be here long term, and uh, more talk with Jim and Patrick, and uh, also with my family, what I want, uh, and see the future and the vision of the team. It made it clear what both both parts wanted.
6: Peter, congratulations on the deal. Uh, We've always heard that you don't like the noise, but in a Canadian market, knowing your stature and what you mean to the hockey club, obviously it was going to be a discussion point. It seemed to get to another level this week. I know you try to focus on the ice, but ultimately how aware are you of what's going on around you? How much, if at all, did that play into you sitting here today? I didn't hear anything.
4: No, of course, it's been a long talk throughout the year, and especially it's, uh, I mean, always people talk, uh, but uh, I was fine, it's always going to be noise, but I felt comfortable because we continue having talks throughout the whole year uh, with management, with my agents, and uh, yes, I've said I wanted to wait till um, after the season, but... um, Is continuing talk with the management my agents uh, we wanted to get it done uh, before
6: i mean staggering numbers that set you up for the rest of your life like this is big life decisions ultimately Uh, the team has struggled a little bit i don't think you've maybe played at the level you have throughout the whole season has this weighed on you in the last week to 10
4: days well i mean of course i'm I'm human, of course, I put pressure on me and know what's ahead, but I know what, what I was getting myself into, and uh, and I know it's going to be a big decision. That's why I wanted to wait to make sure I make the right decision in for my for my life personally, and uh, I am super happy with that, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm super excited to be here.
7: Elias, tell us about Vancouver as the
4: place to live.
7: You know it's a, a, a in the end you know the team controls a lot but you still have to sort of want to be here and you clearly want to be here as you said what about the city itself is the reason why you want to be here
4: uh i mean it's a city that believes hockey uh financially passionate um also i think like it's very similar to sweden in some way and that's what i realized right away when i got over here uh so uh, it always felt like home here, and always felt uh, peaceful living here. So, uh, so non-hockey-wise, I've always been happy living here.
7: And Patrick, take us through the past week when you get the call from whether it's PD or his <clears throat> agents, to say, "Let's figure this out." You know what?
5: Just how excited were you to finally well, get to this stage? Yeah, well, I'm, as I said, I'm very excited here today. But I, I, I would say that this is something that that actually started two years ago since i got in here uh, building the the relationship with with elias um showing him uh the vision uh and i fully respected him and his his agency here for taking their time uh get to know us get to know what jim and i am all about uh get a feel for for the team we're we're trying to build here and uh also, the partnership with uh, with break So, um, again, uh, meeting meeting uh, uh, with his agents, uh, Pat Bressan, meeting with his Swedish agent, Johan Altberg, uh, several times during this two year stint, and talking, uh, having conversation with Elias too here. But uh, uh, it was exciting uh, exciting time for 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 myself and the organization when. Elias committed that, that or hinted that that he wanted to stay here. Um, I And and there were never any doubt that he'd never wanted to stay here, uh, from, from my view of it. And I think it was more about the trust and the vision that he wanted to see clear here. And uh, we respect that fully out, but definitely an exciting week for us.
2: Patrick, you'd spoken in the past about preparing to go into the trade deadline, whether you had certainty. With Elias or not, now that you do have certainty in terms of the term and the dollar amount of his contract and all of that, how does that change your approach to the trade deadline? Does it at all now six days out? Does it give you more opportunity to try and bolster this team? Do you think?
5: Well, it definitely give us more clarity, not not just for next week, but moving forward here. Now we can we can plan and project what uh, what the what what cap space we have and and how our core are gonna be. Um, which is very important, and that's where you're building the puzzles around the core. Um, if there is a if there is a deal that makes sense for us here next week to improve our group, we definitely look into it. As as always, we uh, that's our approach. Again, up to this point, I think the players have earned uh, to be in this position, and uh, we're going through uh, some adversity here as of lately. And I think all the teams are doing that, and that's how you want to see see us getting out stronger and uh, better. And I know the players and the leadership are taking ownership of it, and I know the coaches are working on it.
2: Elias, Jeff asked you about the noise over the last few weeks. How excited are you to put that behind you and focus on hockey and trying to win with the team the rest uh, of the
4: day? Yeah, I mean, it's all I wanted, and uh, hopefully we can focus on winning games, and also long-term goal is to bring a cup
7: about. Being able to plan now, I mean, you obviously a big part of that plan. Do you think yourself about, okay, now he can go out and do this, that, or the other? Is that something that enters into your mind?
4: Yeah, no, it's, uh, he's part of the deal. It's too... <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> no. Assistant, you're <laughs> the
7: next <laughs> assistant general manager, is that what's happening?
4: Uh, no, I'm just, uh, Ooh, it's a little nervous, a little happy today, or a little happy, super happy today. Um, I'm, um, I'm just excited to, to see obviously what the management can do. And so far what they've been doing ever since they came in, it's first off building a culture, uh, a winning culture here, um, for us to succeed and uh, doing renovations in the rink uh, and so on and so on. So like everything is trending in the right direction. And um, the more I saw it, I always wanted to stay, but the more I saw it, it just made it even more clear
7: patrick mentioned you know that this has been a two-year process meeting him getting to know him getting to know jim and the rest of the staff um when you go back to two years ago before they arrived just how anxious were you about what was in front of you the future uh sorry just sorry. if you go back to two years ago or before they arrived how anxious were you about what was coming down the road
4: uh like it, it of my contractor yeah, or, yeah. Uh, or,
7: or everything i mean you talked about all the things you've seen the renovations and everything
4: yeah i mean uh since they came in, they've been doing such great work. Uh, uh, obviously getting to know them feels great that also Swedish is in the front office as well. Easy for me to talk, <laughs> get me through. But um, no, it's just almost like I'm repeating myself. But just whenever since they came in, um, they've been doing such a great work and uh, giving us players and this group uh good chances to to win and succeed.
6: Peter, can you just give us a sense of when did you actually put pen to paper was it yesterday afternoon did this go late into the night last night
5: we got to do it after. Oh, <laughs> after.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder I mean it seems like such a huge moment for you and and your family too. Like how much do you think of your parents and all the moments that led to to get to this?
4: Yeah, I think my parents and definitely well, uh, both parents have probably been the nervous throughout this whole journey and contract talks and everything. And talking to them yesterday and just getting a little emotional with them and how big of a decision this is for us. And yeah, super happy. All right. Thanks,
5: yep. everyone. For Thanks.
3: All right. And there he is. Elias Pedersen on the eight year deal or uh, some takeaways from that press conference. I wanted to get to this one. Uh, someone, oh, someone pointed out, I had a really, it was really funny and I'm trying to remember it, but i got going to find it, but your reaction to everything PD had to say in that press conference. Oh, I think you're on
0: mute. He came in with it. You hear me? Yeah, there yep. we go. He came in with his uh he came in with his bag of jokes and very dry <laughs> sense of humor it's Elias peterson is and it it was funny it's you know he signed the contract and you know some i can't remember i think it was pj who asked him um about the deal and about his team focusing and, and management focusing going to get his business he goes yeah that was part of the contract alluding to that's why i took a little bit less money to probably stay here but look i i think that he's happy He's obviously emotional, I think if they were to pride him a little bit more talking about his family and what it means to them, you know you would have seen some tears from elias Petterson, but that's just who he is um that That's how he's been throughout his whole career. He's a very emotional guy, he's a different dude, and i I think that you know from just watching him and and talking about it and you know I think from Patrick Alvinen and the Canuck standpoint, you know the, he he was asked at when did when did this process start, and it started two years ago and and I think that that was a big thing. Because they knew that this contract was was going to end up, you know, going to have to be renewed. And Elias Pettersson was going to n- need to be re-signed here in Vancouver. So it took them two years to convince him that they did a good enough job for him to put pen to paper for another eight years. And to see the vision. Now the vision from the ownership to Jim Rutherford, to Patrick Alvine, to the coaching staff, to the medical staff, to the athletic staff to everything. I really do believe now, just, just looking at that and listening to people and even from talking to some people during the press conference as well, uh, while PD was talking that, you know, this was a two-year project to make sure that Elias Pettersson got exactly what he wanted and is now willing to be here for the foreseeable future. Now the real work starts. He says he wants to bring a cup, win in the short term, bring a cup to Vancouver in the long term. is where the, now's where more of the grinding needs to go if you're the Canucks management, right? You got JT Miller done. You got Elias Pedersen done. Philip of obviously, probably we'll see what happens there. But in the short term, you're still in the top five teams in the NHL standings. You're leading your division. You've been playing some bad hockey of late. People view you as a Stanley Cup contender. How far can you go this season? I think that that's a big question that now remains to be seen surrounding this team.
3: This gives the Canucks quite a clear picture. And I mean, look, you just look at JT Miller's contract. And you know, obviously, the later years of that contract aren't going to be as favorable. Whereas you'd assume the later years of Elias Pedersen's contract are still looking really good, especially yeah. with the cap going up and all that sort of stuff. But these next, you know, three years, obviously, Quinn Hughes has signed at a bargain until the end of the 2627 season, like that feels like the Canucks competitive window. Like it feels like they've got what they need now to build around the build around these three core pieces that they have. Obviously, they've got Thatcher Demko signed as well. I'm just looking at it and seeing that, okay, like Elise least you know, like kind of kind of alluded to it that, you know, he's here to compete. And, you know, you, you kind of pointed out, he joked about it a little bit. that That's why he took a little bit less on the contract. But you think about it, like they should be able to ice a pretty solid team around him with what he's taken on this contract.
0: Well, absolutely. And especially with the way the cap's going up, right? Quinn Hughes is a free agent. He's going to walk to free agency in three three years. Jeff Patterson tweeted that Quinn Hughes was in the room during the press conference. So, you know, I've said before, since the very beginning, when when these two came in, in their rookie season, this team is going to go as far as 40 and 43 take them. Now, they have 40 here for a very long time, 43 for the next three years. And he's probably going to sign an extension here as well. Obviously, a member, a captain of the Vancouver Canucks. Now, those two align. Now, we'll see what, the, what happens with the rest of them. And then that goes into guys like Thatcher Demko, guys like Brock Besser, um, different guys that are coming up. You look at the prospect pool. I mean, obviously, you know, David, you can talk to that a little bit more than I can about guys that are coming up with Villander and Lekker and obviously all the other players that they're going to have coming into this lineup. You know, it's positive vibes. You're vibes, guy. It's positive vibes right now for the Cox. There wasn't so much this year when you looked at it because you didn't really know what Elias Pettersson was going to do or really didn't know. But now, you know, and I think now, you know, like for this team, the real work starts now the real work does
3: start now. And look, the trade deadline is this Friday. And I just keep racking my brain trying to figure out what (laughs) this team's going to do if they're going to go out and get someone that's going to be here beyond just this season. I'm really curious if they're going for depth or if they're going to go for a top six guy or if they're going to go for both, right? I think they're going to make a move to kind of bolster the blue line a little bit. I think that's become clear that they need to do that. Uh, We might see Carson Soucy back in this lineup soon, but I am very curious to see what this team does as they gear up for what they hope is going to be a lengthy playoff push and really if they can get out of this rut that they've been in right now and, and you know look hopefully Elias Pedersen um you know individually can improve a little bit now that he's kind of got this off his plate and he's you know the vibes are good the vibes are good for Elias Peterson, the vibes should be good for this team right now we'll see if they can do this uh you know kind of turn this around quickly and get back on track here uh this was a comment I wanted to read uh Elias Peterson pointed out a few times that he's human in that and I tweeted out it ended an age old question if he was an alien or not and I, I just want to say that sounds like something uh, alien trying to convince everybody. Um, that he's human would say so I just thought that was hilarious and NAR pointed that out as well that PD a couple times pointed out that he is indeed human. Uh, okay, no, I'm gonna ask you this question Nerf. this is from NAR in the YouTube live chat. He said if you could cherry pick a winger off any team in the league to play with PD, who would it be? I'm gonna go if I can cherry pick anybody obviously you know you've got leon dry blah 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 i'm gonna go zach hyman like i think zach hyman on pd's wing would do damage like i i think i think that would be arguably the best winger for PD in the league if yeah, zach hyman didn't have as many
0: goals as he did this season playing with who he's playing with would you say that probably not but he he does that's a fact he has he has that yeah. many
3: goals playing with him
0: uh, look I, I think that it's tough, right, because you look at it around the National Hockey League and, and you go, okay, fine, then my answer is Leon Dreisaitl. You move him away from center and you put him at the wing. <laughs> like, you know, you can do that. Or you can, you know, I've seen other players that are superstar level players get moved from center and play to the wing. I think from this point of view, it's, you know, Elias Pettersson needs someone that's going to go get the puck, right? He, he He's a guy that, you know, he shoots first, obviously has a great vision. He's got the deception with the puck. He's elite. He's got a ridiculous shot when he wants. Um, so you need someone to go get the puck. That's why I think he really likes playing with Niels Hoglander. as soon as this roster is constructed. He likes playing with Niels Hoglander. Hoglander's a pit pull. Guys love playing with him on that team. What I think they should do is put Elias Lindholm back together and just let them figure that out. You didn't bring Elias Lindholm here for him to play that third line center. You paid a premium to acquire him. You don't need to be playing him in that third line center role. R. Steve Baines is now gone. You're going to see obviously some lineup changes, uh, clearly, uh, for tomorrow's game against the Anaheim Ducks, with with Baines being gone, and we'll know we'll see soon if if Dakota Joshua is able to come back into lineup. They're going to reunite that third line, so you have to assume that Elias Lindholm will be up there on the wing, if not center. And those two just have to figure it out.
3: They do have figured out our uh, sheet Baines was sent down yesterday. That news came yeah. late yesterday. I'm sure you guys, you know, touched on that. So we won't get to that. I wanted to talk about this quote from Elias Petterson because it kind of goes back to what we heard from him before the season and everything we kind of heard was, this is what he said. I always wanted to play for a good team and I wanted to see where this team was heading. Obviously he noted multiple times that he was impressed with Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin. I don't want to criticize. Jim Benning too, too much right now, because I think that horse has been beat to death by me, I should say as well. Um, but how much trust did this new management regime have to earn from Elias Peterson with just the way this organization was heading before they came
0: into power? Two years of trust. Patrick Alvin said it. The process began two years ago, right? And that starts with everything. That starts with ownership, hiring Jim Rutherford. That starts with Jim Rutherford hiring Patrick Alveen. That starts with Rick Talkett being involved. That starts with any roster move you're doing. That starts with all the off-by stuff that you need to have on your plate to tell Elias Pedersen that this is the vision of this team, this is the, the direction that we want to go, and we, this is what we're doing because we, want, we believe that we can try and bring a Stanley Cup here to Vancouver. Um, Elias Pedersen, if they wanted to, they probably could have signed something in the summer you know they could have went to him with with the big um ticket and said here sign it and pd waited right he obviously waited till he saw this team saw the way that they played this season you know saw the that you know what okay we can be a really good team rick knows exactly what he's doing behind the bench and the two uh guys that are in charge in management know exactly what's happening as well so i think that when you look at all of it it all made sense eventually for Elias Pedersen to get done, right? He said that he didn't want to talk this season, but you look at it now, they ended up did talking, they ended up getting the deal done. So yeah, I, I really do believe it was a two-year process to, to let Elias Pedersen know the vision of this team.
3: You pointed this out uh, early on, and I wanted to touch on it a little bit here. Uh, this contract is very front-loaded. It's got a lot of signing bonuses on it. Uh, what does that mean from a player's perspective? Like, Why would a player want to do that for themselves. And you know, obviously, like, you you might be able to make the argument, I don't know if you can, but you might be able to make the argument that because of those heavy signing bonuses, they managed to get the AAV down, which obviously, that's commitment from ownership coming in, uh, into play there. But take me through this contract on a year by year breakdown.
0: Well, you look at the third year of it, that's a potential lockout year. So at least is gonna make a lot of money that year, right? And then your first year, you obviously low Low salary, big signing bonus. Like, what's he going to make? 14.25 that year. So that's a lot of money. And look, I just think that guy's getting their money. You look at other leagues around, uh, other professional sports leagues, NBA players make their bag in signing bonuses. NFL players, you know, you have to only look at the guaranteed money and signing bonus money in those contracts for some of those big ones. And then in the NHL, you know, you look at guys like Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews, his contract is wild. I'm pretty sure he's made almost all of his money or a very good chunk of it in signing bonuses, right? And that obviously helps the, helps the team uh, as well in, in a little bit of getting that cap down or getting the AAV down because your signing bonus money is so high. But, I mean, wouldn't you like it if, you know, I, I know you're making your money at, all at one point. Would you even like it on July 1st or whatever day it is to hit refresh on your bank account? There's a nice 12.5 million sheets just sitting there waiting for you?
3: I've dreamt about that. Yeah, that'd be
0: great. Yeah, I bet you Elias Pettersson has too.
3: Now his dreams are coming true, or if his dreams are going to come true on July 1 when that sweet, sweet check from the Vancouver Canucks and like you said, yeah, $12 million signing bonus in year one, 2.5 million base salary. Also worth noting, have to do it, have to do it. Regular listeners of the show know I have to do it. Same agency as Shohei Otani, just saying. Just saying. And their contracts. Obviously, Otani's backloaded. Anyways, we're not gonna not gonna do baseball talk on an emergency edition of Canucks Conversation Earth. We're gonna wrap up here. Uh, but anything else that you had to say about this contract? Just your closing thoughts.
0: O V A H, it's over. We can, we can stop talking about it now, right? It's it's done. I, I think that from the Canucks point of view, uh, you have to be happy if you're the Aquilini family, you're able to get this done from Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvine, you know, you got your guy. You really did. Now it's you have the vision and you have the you know exactly what you can do in this next week. So this is another important week for the Vancouver Canucks here as we look at it and they try to improve this team to try and make a decent run here at the Stanley Cup final and and if they can cement themselves as a contender. So Another interesting week. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a good day to be a Canucks fan. I mean, if you're just waking up now and had a big Saturday night, obviously Elias Pedersen just resigned to an eight-year extension worth 92.8 million bucks.
3: Oh yeah, it's a good day. It's a good day to be a Canucks fan and we'll be back all week long to break it down. Harmon's on the road, so I'm gonna have a guest co-host. I think Patrick Johnson's joining me this week. Earth will probably chat with you as well. Uh, you filled in all of last week for me, which I really appreciate. And I know the the listeners really appreciate. You did a great job. Uh, and yeah, it was great. Karan asking if we can get more baseball talk. Nope, not today, Karan. But during the week, I'll <laughs> hit you up. I'll hit you up. Uh, Securism Price is coming up next. You can find it on the Carison Price YouTube channel. They are going live as well. Make sure you go check them out. They're going to have their own breakdown of this contract and everything else uh, 464 people on the YouTube live show. Thanks so much to everybody who tuned in. Make sure you subscribe to the Canucks Army YouTube channel. Like I said, live Monday through Friday, 2 PM every day. This is Canucks Conversation. For my co-host, Irfan Gaffar, my name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of the Canucks Conversation. Canucks conversation with Harmon and Quads brought to you by the Toyota BZ4X. The BZ4X's fresh look is just an added bonus to its range since you can drive up to 406 kilometers on a single charge. That's enough to get you from Kitsilano to Whistler or Kamloops to Kelowna and back and still be home in time for the game. Now that's what we'd call electric. The best part, by choosing electric, you can get up to $11,000 in rebates and incentives. The BZ4X are in stock and selling quickly, so make sure to visit shoptoyota.ca or your local Pacific Toyota dealer to get your hands on one. Canucks Conversation is live Monday through Friday every weekday at 2pm over on the Canucks Army YouTube channel. Make sure you like, subscribe,
0: and interact in the YouTube live chat every day with us, folks.
1: providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com AI for people to learn more.